IBM beats expectations and more. Colts shares surge on takeover bids. We go over the biggest analyst calls of the day. And Boeing makes a further investment in flying taxis. This is the Running With The Money Briefing. Let's get into it. And we're back. Welcome to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing powered by Pounding The Table. I'm your host, Luke Donate, and let's get right into what in the world is going on. What a wild day in the markets. At one point, we had the Dow Jones down over 1,000 points, and we ended the day up 99. I mean, an absolutely mind-blowing day, a crazy move off the lows across all the indexes from deep red to bright green. I mean, this is crazy, a crazy day we saw in the markets today. Definitely a volatile one, but a fun one at the same time. A lot of green hammers being flashed here at the close today, but either way, we're going to get into it sector by sector, group by group, and what in the world is going on. So, we had consumer cyclicals, technology, industrials, consumer defensive, communication services, all in the green. Meanwhile, we had utilities, basic materials, financials, healthcare, and energy all moved to the downside. The number one worst performing sector of the day, utilities down 0.94%. Meanwhile, the top dog when it came to sector performance, consumer cyclicals, and real estate turned out nada. It was flat on the day. But You go on the week, and we're still looking pretty deep red, so it'll be interesting to see the price action we get throughout the week. Now, it is a big earnings week. We have a lot of names reporting this week, and I just want to update you on that. So, on Tuesday, tomorrow, we have Microsoft, Texas Instruments, General Electric, Johnson & Johnson, 3M, American Express, and then on Wednesday, we have Boeing, Tesla, AT&T, Intel. I mean, the list goes on. Abbott, NASDAQ. Service now. On Thursday, we have MasterCard, Apple, Nucor, Robinhood, Visa, McDonald's. I mean, there's some big companies here. And then on Friday, we got Caterpillar and much more. So we got a lot of big names reported throughout the week. It's a big week of earnings, a big week in numbers to pay attention to, all on top of a Federal Reserve meeting that starts tomorrow. So there's a lot going on this week, a ton going on this week. It's going to be, in all likelihood, a very volatile week. But today was absolutely crazy from the perspective that we went from such a deep red, deep selling corrective position today to just over um, the edge into the positive. So it's pretty crazy price action we have been seeing over the course of the past two sessions. I mean, today definitely was one for the books. Either way, hopping into the biggest headlines of the day, we're going to cover these IBM earnings right off the bat. So they delivered an EPS of $3.35 that beat the expectation of $3.30. So a big beat when it came to EPS. We also saw revenue come in at $16.7 billion, and that is compared to the $15.96 billion um, that the analysts were expecting. So definitely crazy stuff we have going on here. Now we shift into uh, really the nitty and gritty of revenue, and we saw that it did indeed rise 6% year over year, which if you go all the way back and you take a look at the revenue growth, it's the fastest revenue growth that they have seen since the third quarter of 2011 per CNBC. So a pretty impressive move here when it comes to revenue 
for IBM. Now, it's also important to note that if you take a look at their prior quarter, you saw revenue from continuing operations increasing also by 2%. So overall, you saw revenue um, in a solid manner moving to the upside. You saw EPS beat the expectation and net income was a very impressive metric. In fact, net income for the fourth quarter jumped 72% from a year earlier to $2.33 billion. That's right. You heard it. A 72% jump in net income in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, one thing to note is gross margins did narrow or come down to 56.9% compared to the previous level of 58.9%. So you did see some narrowing in gross margins, but net income improved revenue, turning out a very solid result and earnings per share definitely delivering. Now we take a look at some of the changes that the company made throughout the most recent period. And you did see that IBM spun out its managed infrastructure services business into Kindrel. So that is something to note that was a change that took place in this reported quarter. So we definitely have to take that into consideration. But you take a look at what management was saying. And IBM CEO, um, he basically said, and this was a very positive comment, uh, that they do and reiterate mid-single-digit growth uh, goal on a conference call with analysts and said to expect $10 billion and $10.5 billion in free cash flow for 2022. So, in essence there, um, they are still expecting a very solid result when it comes to that free cash flow this year. So there's a lot of positives coming out of these IBM earnings, and it will be interesting to see if IBM's earnings here set a positive tone um, for this week of earnings going into the results out of the Federal Reserve meeting, the FOMC meeting uh, this week as well. There's a lot going on this week um, in IBM, kicking it off in a positive way, in a great day, in a great fashion to kick it off, especially given the price action we saw today going into the green um, late this afternoon. Now, shifting into this headline on Kohl's. So Kohl's shares, they soared 36% today. Yes, that's right. You heard it correctly, 36%. And why is this department store chain, why are their shares surging 36%? Well, they have two takeover bids currently. So according to sources, CNBC and Reuters, what we have here is that private equity firm Sycamore, they have noted that they are willing to pay at least $65 per share for Kohl's, which is is roughly 39% premium um, to the price at close of $46.84 per share. So we have Sycamore willing to pay roughly a 39% premium for Kohl's. Now, at the same time, this Sycamore offer actually came two days after the first offer um, from Acacia Research, and they are backed by Starboard Value. Now, they offered to pay $64 per share, which is now just under the Sycamore offer. So now, Kohl's here has two bids for the company um, to take over. This is very interesting stuff. Two very interesting proposals for Kohl's. Now, Kohl's did release a statement. We did get a statement from their board of directors. Their board of directors basically said on quote, they will determine the course of action that it believes is in the best interest of the company and its shareholders. So in essence, what we have here is Kohl's. They have some takeover bids. Um, and apparently these two firms believe that Kohl's shows a lot of potential um, and that if they acquire this company, there is money to be made, obviously. Otherwise, they wouldn't be taking this sucker over or want to take it over. Um, but we also have Kohl's management basically saying, look, uh, we are looking 
at everything. We are going to consider all options and we are going to do what is best for our shareholders. So definitely a headline to pay attention to when it comes to the department store area of the markets um, and definitely more the retail area of the market. Now shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we had Morgan Stanley reiterating Alphabet as overweight. What did Morgan Stanley have to say about the company? They go on to say, quote, AlphaWise data shows how Google's innovation or Alphabet's innovation continues to drive more consumers to their or to start their online shopping on Alphabet or Google, giving us more confidence in its multi-year e-commerce ad growth. This change is true, even for Prime members who seem to be starting or seem to be starting less frequently on Amazon.com, a trend to monitor. So, in essence, Morgan Stanley saying here, look, we are very bullish on Alphabet because of Google. We believe um, based on the e-commerce trends, especially ad trends that we are seeing, that Google could outperform. And we are starting to see some share taken away from Amazon.com when it actually starts uh, or comes to the retailers starting their shopping journey when they hop online. Now, shifting into a call out of Piper Sandler, upgrading Discover to overweight from neutral. Piper Sandler goes on to say, quote, bottom line, the combination of a subdued valuation combined with upside to EPS estimates on fairly conservative assumptions is a great setup for the stock. So Piper Sandler basically liking this name based on some earnings data saying that this thing is just too cheap, especially when it comes to the EPS estimates. Now, shifting into Morgan Stanley, reiterating Tesla as overweight, Morgan Stanley went on to say, quote, we believe car companies and investors may need to rethink their EV strategies in terms of volume per skew as we continue to see Tesla's model rollout unfold. So Morgan Stanley liking Tesla, continuing to like the name, um, and are reiterating it as overweight. We also had Bernstein reiterating Amazon as overweight. Bernstein went on to say, quote, the bull case for Amazon in 2022 is simple. All these headwinds will abate or disappear. Even if they do not, Amazon has the tools to improve its margins. Sometimes we like simple and simple works. So Bernstein saying, look, we like Amazon because they have a game plan for both situations. Even if these headlines or these headwinds, I should say, actually come and start to slow down their business and that we like the company is essentially what Bernstein is saying. We like the fact that they have multiple simple plans for their business to continue their growth, to keep those earnings solid. So Bernstein liking Amazon, reiterating it as outperform. We also had Goldman Sachs reiterating Microsoft as a buy. The firm went on to say, quote, despite recent relative outperformance with the stock trading roughly in line with its pre-COVID peak of 31 times, we continue to view risk reward as favorable. As the overall demand environment remains strong and free cash flow support should continue to mitigate volatility relative to the rest of our coverage group. So Goldman Sachs, Continues to like Microsoft, reiterating it as a buy. We also had Wedbush downgrading Snap to neutral from Outperform. Wedbush went on to say, quote, Snap still has a great foothold among young demos or demographics, younger demographics. It is very well positioned in AR, which we believe has great value for advertisers, particularly around commerce, and opportunity to better monetize through Discover, Apps, and Spotlight. So in essence, 
Wedbush saying, we like the business, we like what's going on, but we don't like some of these things over here and we're downgrading it to neutral from outperform, pretty much based on what the market is telling us. Now, we also had Jeffries downgrading Netflix to hold from buy. Jeffries went on to say, quote, about this downgrade, we are confident in being in the middle innings of streaming penetration, but now see it taking much longer adding uncertainty. On the adjacency front, we believe Netflix isn't moving fast enough. So Jeffrey's not liking some of the strategy coming out of Netflix and also citing, look, this shift to full streaming is taking a bit longer than what we thought. So we're going to pull back some of our expectations. Now, that is it for the analyst calls of the day. But I do want to shift in to this one final headline here on Boeing. So they have made a further investment in a company called Whisk Arrow of $450 million to support the development of future pilotless flying taxis, according to Reuters and CNBC. Now, this news coming out today, this is not old, this is today's news, this is an announcement Boeing made today. Now, where in the world is Whisk based? Where did this company come from? Well, Whisk is a California-based company. They are owned by Boeing and Kitty Hawk. Now, Kitty Hawk is an air vehicle firm that was actually launched by Google's co-founder, Larry Page. So definitely some big people surrounding this company, some notable founders here. And it is one, this company, Whisk, is one of dozens of electric vehicle takeoff and landing, otherwise known as electric VTOL makers, but they all kind of differ on focus. And really, Whisk's focus is autonomous flight. So this was a very interesting headline out of Boeing here, uh, making a further investment of $450 million in electric VTOLs or vertical takeoff and landing vehicles um, that are supposedly supposed to basically specialize in autonomous. So this is very interesting stuff coming out of Boeing and exciting, especially for those um, that are interested in aerospace technology and such. Now, we did get a statement out of Boeing's chief strategy officer, Mark Allen. He went on to say, quote, our view is that it is the big strategic advantage of WISC going straight to a self-flying aircraft, building those principles in at every level of the design and development. So it seems that Boeing here is really kind of bullish or uh, confident when it comes to WISC and the edge they'll have in autonomous flying versus non-autonomous. Um, so definitely... You know, just kind of a cool headline coming out of the company. Now, some argue, why are you investing $450 million in this when you added so much debt throughout the pandemic and debt still remains somewhat of an issue for Boeing? Um, and that definitely is something for Boeing investors to consider. Now, moving forward. What do we have? Well, Boeing, they declined to give a date on when uh, the first whisk vehicle or when they're going to try to get this first flying whisk vehicle basically approved. Um, but according to sources, per Reuters, um, according to a lot of experts in the industry, what we are hearing is that certification for WISC's vehicle, um, flying vehicle, I should say, will likely come, their eVTOL, will likely come around 2028 is when they are targeting. So this is still quite a ways out, um, and that's definitely something to note, obviously, the timeline when it comes to this investment Boeing is making. So some big stuff coming out of Boeing when it comes to investments in the future, a $450 million investment in electric VTOLs. Um, so 
Pretty cool stuff. Either way, that is about it for the day. I thank you all for listening to another episode of the Running With The Money Briefing. And guys, we will be back tomorrow to go over the biggest headlines of the day, biggest analyst calls, and much more. And to keep up with this absolutely crazy market. Eat, sleep, profit, trade on. And by the way, before we go... I want you to go give my boys a listen over at Pounding the Table on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts. And please, please, please go give me and my team a listen at Running With The Money um, on Spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, at Running With The Money on Instagram and Facebook. And you can just follow me on Twitter at Luke Donay if you want to keep up with the latest content coming out of Running With The Money and the Pounding the Table team. Easily profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow. 